0: Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is five o'clock in the morning, eight degrees outside here in Nebraska on the river. And I hope you're warm and well wherever you are. We're going to have a great day out here today. And I am about, we're about 35, 40 minutes from our prayer time with Church of the Highlands. We're doing this 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we get online every morning at 6 a.m. Central Time. You can join us dot churchofthehighlands.com if you want to and see what that's all about. But we're going to do that in a few minutes. So I, I didn't quite get up as early as I wanted to um, this morning. I had a lot on my mind. I had a little trouble sleeping last night, and so I slept a little bit longer than normal. So I've got a shortened Mind Change Monday episode for you. We'll get to the full uh, thing I was going to talk about earlier next week, but today I want to, I was doing my Bible study a while ago and we're reading O.S. Hawkins' book, The Joshua Code, and it's basically one chapter a week of a a short little section of scripture, a little verse that you can memorize and think about and chew on it, and we talked about that the other day, this Lectio Divinia idea where you you take a small chunk of scripture, and you, you could do it with any type of writing, I guess, but scripture has a unique uh, property, of course, of coming alive uh, in your heart when you read it and think about it and study it and, and it stays with you and it comes back and it forms a sort of prehab and a weapon for you to use and, and when you're having trouble in your life. And so this, this week's verse is Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so I want to teach you, maybe you already know it, but if you don't, I want to give you a new way to study and memorize scripture that just for a few minutes here and and basically using O.S. Hawkins chapter this week as a template for how you can do this with just these the Lord is my shepherd these five words and how it can really change your mind and change your life and transform things for you if you use this powerful type of study because we're all about trying to become healthier and feel better and be happier right and the world is throwing stuff at us left and right there's all kinds of stress and trials and, and troubles that come along but this is a power that you can use when you're wondering why you're here, when you're wondering what your purpose is, when you're wondering why everybody overlooks you and wondering if anybody's ever going to take note of your life. I got some good news for you, friend. We're going to learn a little bit about that in just a couple of minutes, and we're going to finish with Tommy Walker's song from his Generation Hymns 3 album that came out last year, He Leadeth Me, because we're talking about shepherds, right, and sheep, and we need to be led. And I just want to tell you a couple stories, get you into this before we do our Bible study this morning. You can't change your life until you change your mind Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right. So if you haven't gotten the book, O.S. Hawkins, The Joshua Code, highly recommend it. Great way to study scripture, one little verse at a time. That If you do that every day for every every day for a year, you would have 52 New memory verses that you didn't have before, and that would be powerful prehab for you when you deal with hard things. It would help you with the self brain surgery that I'm always trying to teach you to use scripture as a way to preload and pre-arm yourself for the inevitable things that are coming along and challenge your ability to find meaning, purpose, happiness, joy, and faith and hope in your life. <laughs> right before we get started. Forgot to tell you, um, yesterday I uploaded a video to YouTube, to my YouTube channel, Dr. Lee Warren at youtube Uh, you can find it if you go to youtube and search d-r-l-e-e-w-a-r-r-e-n that's my youtube handle and you'll find my account or my channel and you can sign up to follow me at dr lee warren there's 432 subscribers right now i've not done a lot on youtube but i'm playing around with a new software called descript and the one knock i've had on podcasting is, I know there's a lot of people that prefer video, and there's a lot of people that would like to, to, to watch and interact with video more, and, I just have always, I haven't had the time, or taken the time, I should say. We all have the same amount of time, right? Um, I haven't taken the time to get comfortable in front of camera and learn the software to edit video, and just, it would, seems like it would be another kind of overwhelming thing to add to my to my plate, but there's a there's a software called Descript that will take your words, automatically transcribe them, and you can edit them like you edit a Word document, and when you change the words, it changes the audio. You know, if you delete a word, it deletes the audio, and you, you only have to work in one software system. And I think it's going to help me. Um, And it also has a lot of powerful, like you can insert media and you can add overdubs and all kinds of cool stuff. So yesterday, just playing around for a little bit, I I created a video out of one of my pre my podcast, the one I did on Saturday, self brain surgery Saturday about substituting suffering um, for hope. And so I just made this little video. Um, and don't get hung up on the, the, the media I chose and the different things. There's some roughness to the edits, and the captions are auto-transcribed, so there's probably some typos and all that. But just check it out, and I'd love for you to leave a couple of comments and tell me if this is an effective way, if you would be more likely to listen to podcasts, if you could watch this sort of multimedia format, or if you would actually like. I've noticed a lot of podcasters now are actually just recording themselves while they do their podcast and so there's video component to the audio and so we're we're working on some of these things and as we add paid subscribers I like to add value for them so we may do an episode a week that's kind of live video or interactive video um, for the paid subscribers so just check all that stuff out drleewarn.substack.com but check the video out if you have time uh, at drleewarn at YouTube. And let me know if that 's an effective format for you if you would if that 's something my thought is there might be some people who Um, would say, well, that episode was pretty powerful. I'd like to share that. But this person I want to share it with really only watches things. They don't really listen to things. They like to use video. I want to be able to reach those folks, especially as we get closer to the book coming out. So anyway, just check it out. Let me know what you think, if you have time. And let me know if you think that would be a good use of my time adding video to some of the audio-only formats that we've used before. Okay, there. That's enough of a preamble, right? So, I want to talk to you for a moment, just a couple of minutes, about a way to read scripture. Okay, we're talking about mind change Monday today, and we can get into all the neuroscience of how we have selective attention and how we can turn off our limbic system or up, you know, uptick our frontal lobes by thinking different thoughts and, and controlling Instead of sort of learning to respond with planning instead of reacting to the stimuli that come along in our lives. And one of those ways is to put better pre thoughts in your head so that when you have this inevitable negative thought, you have a counter to it. Like, oh, I feel alone. No, you're not alone. Oh, I feel worthless. No, you're not worthless. I died for you. Right? You, you've got something in there to fight back because if you don't, the enemy's going to be all after you. Right, then you're going to have this negativity that's going to spin and become catastrophic, and this this thing I call catastrophization, where where you're basically making a catastrophe out of every thought and running it to the to the bitter end of how bad it could possibly be. So let's just take five words of Psalm twenty three one. You, everybody knows it. I'd say most atheists and agnostics and Christians who are priesters and only go on Christmas and Easter, most everybody that says they don't memorize scripture probably knows Psalm 23 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Dramatic pause there while I take a sip of water. Sorry about that. Um, so l- let's look at this method. A Bible study. Okay, you can go buy the Joshua code. You can read it. I'm not going to do the whole devotional, but but I want to take you through the the method that O.S. Hawkins teaches in the in his book of how to study. Because some people don't study the Bible because it seems overwhelming. They don't know how. And this is just one method. And this is this. Eugene Peterson has talked about eating the words, chewing on the words, meditating on them. And meditation in the Christian context, by the way, is not some mystical experience. It's just sitting and being quiet enough to let God speak to you through his own words. Okay. If you think of prayer as talking, think of meditation as listening. Okay. And you're not trying to achieve some Zen-like state. You're just trying to find some peace and quiet in your life long enough to let God speak to you in the way that he prefers, which is the still, calm voice. OK, so let's take this five words and the, and, and the method is to take each word on its own and think about what that word means. So when David said the king who was reflecting late in his life back on the days when he was a kid as a shepherd, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Now focus on the first word, the, the Lord. He doesn't say a Lord or any Lord is my shepherd and because you, you, O.S. Hawkins makes the point like you could talk of George Washington And say, you know, the president did these great things. And I could say, well, no, the president set the slaves free. And I could be talking about Lincoln. We could both be talking about presidents, but we'd be talking about two different guys. You could talk about Beethoven. I could talk about Mozart. You could talk about, you know, Alexander the Great. I could talk about Napoleon. But when it comes to Christ, that's the Lord, the shepherd. So he's specifically saying, the Lord is my shepherd. So I've got a shepherd, and it's this guy, Jesus Christ, and he's my shepherd, and he doesn't have any peers. There's no other shepherd like him. There's only one. So the Hebrew word translated Lord there in Psalm 23 is this word Yahweh, which is the the Germans later turned into Jehovah. The Jews regarded this name so holy they wouldn't even speak it. They They wouldn't spell it out. They turned it into Yahweh, all cast Y-H-W-H, right? Yahweh, you've seen that written. They wouldn't even speak it out because it was so holy. So only the records of heaven, O.S. Hawkins says, have recorded how many martyrs in the early church went to their deaths and laid down their lives because they insisted on the truth of these first two words in this psalm, the Lord. They wouldn't bow down to Nebuchadnezzar. They wouldn't bow down to Caesar as Lord. They wouldn't agree that somebody else was the king and the Lord who should be worshipped. They were willing to die because the Lord was their shepherd. So, so think about that for just a minute. Chew that up and say, God, thank you for being my Lord, for being the Lord. I don't have to wonder which God I should follow. There's only one. Jesus said it plain. I am the way and the truth and the life in John. And in John 17, he said, I am the way and to salvation. There's only one in this culture that's trying to tell you that there's a million paths to righteousness. There's there's not. If there are, Christ can't be one of them because he said he was the only one. So he's either nuts or he's God. And I'm going to choose to believe that he's God. The Lord is my shepherd. Well, what's the second one? So the, the next one is is. So the Lord is my shepherd. He's not saying that in past tense. You know, God came through for me before, but now I'm on my own. God, you know, was Jesus was this guy who lived and he was great. And I learned a lot from him, but he's gone now. It's not that he is my shepherd. It's not past tense. It's not future tense. It's not the Lord will do this someday. If I keep being faithful and working hard enough and doing enough stuff and going to enough church services, someday maybe God will bless me. No, he's with me. He is my shepherd. He is present tense. He is my shepherd. He is with you, friend. Whatever you're getting ready to get into today when you go to work, whatever you're going to find out in the mailbox when the balance comes, whatever the news is that the biopsy result you've been waiting all weekend for. He is your shepherd. He is with you. At this moment, he is with you to to serve and protect and help you with your present needs. Okay? He is your shepherd. And the third one, he's he's not the Lord is everybody's shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And just own that. Chew on it. Think about it. He is your shepherd, friend. He's not a shepherd. He's your shepherd. And when it comes down to the life circumstances that you have, you need to know that you have a helper, a great physician, a savior, a helper, a shepherd who is your shepherd. He is yours. So when I'm wondering... What's going to happen if, if God has noted me or not? I'm wondering if I'm going to be alone in this situation I'm dealing with. I can say with confidence, the Lord is my shepherd. He's mine. And you can too, friend. And if you don't place your faith in Jesus Christ, though, then... What do you have? You fight and claw for your place in the universe. You you got you to gotta demand that everybody respect you. You got to demand that everybody put the right armband on and right, wear the right jersey to, to back you up when you say this is how it is. And my feelings have to be number one. And those things change like the shifting sands, right? You can't ever hit the target of being satisfied because you're always offended by something and you always feel, you know, awash and alone if people don't line up to support you, right? You don't have to live that way because the Lord... Is your shepherd if you let him be. He'll let you. He'll take care of you. He even promised in John 10 that no one could take you out of his hand if you'll just put yourself in there, if you'll just let him pick you up. He will be your shepherd. And he says, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me because he's your shepherd, friend. He's my shepherd. So the Lord is my shepherd. And the last word is shepherd. The, the shepherd is a protector of the sheep. If you've ever watched sheep, go to YouTube and watch sheep. They're morons. I mean, they can't take care of themselves. They have no ability to survive in the wilderness. They've been domesticated to the point that they don't have any fight or flight. They'll just die. If a coyote comes or a wolf, they're just going to die. Unless they have a shepherd, who can drive off the wolf who can protect them, who can take care of them. And the most important thing to note about shepherds, if you've ever watched them, they don't lead from the back. They don't whip and drive them like cattle. They walk in front and the sheep follow them because the sheep know that the shepherd is going to lead them to safety. Remember Luke 15, how God tells the story about the good shepherd that leads the sheep who went astray and leads them back to the fold? That's the, that's the metaphor of why we talk about having a shepherd. He's going to protect you. He's going to lead you. He's going to take care of you. He's not going to get behind you and drive you with a whip and control your behavior and tell you what to do and not make sure you don't have any fun in your life and all those things. That's not what God, a relationship with God is not that, that the culture and the enemy wants to tell you that it is. He's saying, this life is hard. You're going to have trouble and I'm going to lead you. I'm going to be your shepherd. I am in the present tense, your shepherd. Now I am. I will be, I have been, I've never stopped caring about you. I am your shepherd, friend. I've got you. You see the power in this type of of Bible study? So go ahead and memorize all of Psalm 23 if you want, but I think it's enough to be able to confidently say, the Lord is my shepherd. I have a protector. I have a guide. I have a friend who wants to help me. I have a shepherd who isn't going to change with culture and time. He's, he's not on his phone scrolling around while I wander off the cliff. He's actively looking out with his eyes to make sure there are no threats, to make sure I'm not going to do something stupid and get myself you know, in trouble. Now, obviously, we have trouble in life. He's never promised us that we would never walk off a cliff or have a problem he's saying he's with you and he'll, but he'll go with you through those trials and he'll be with you in those hard moments and he'll take care of you and help you be able to find the meaning and purpose in your life, no matter what the circumstances look like. Okay. So I just wanted to give you that. It's a mind change. It's not mindlessly reading words and trying to memorize them. It's actively chewing on them. Sorry about my voice. It's actively chewing on them and trying to suck out all the meat in every word. If you if you approach the book like it's there for your benefit and like every word, like like it says of itself, every word is meaningful and has value for your life. And that's a way you can do it. And if you spend a little time today, just whatever in between every moment of your of your work or your family or whatever you're doing, the Lord is my shepherd. How much could you get out of that? It sounds silly, but make it personal make it personal and memorize it and ingrain it and put it in there and I promise you there will come a moment in your life at some point and I hope you send me an email when it does when you're going to be in a situation you're going to feel alone or somebody left you or something bad happened or you're 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 having trouble medically or financially or something's going on and those words are going to pop into your head the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he leads me beside still waters he makes me lie down in green pastures he, he you know he takes care of me he takes care of me He's my shepherd. So that's a good way to study. Okay, memorize that verse or don't. But if as you approach scripture, use that tool. And I promise it will help you change your mind and change your life. I'm going to play you a Tommy Walker song. He leadeth me. It's appropriate for the metaphor of the shepherd because he wants to lead you beside still waters. He wants you to help you become healthier and feel better and be happier. And my friend, above all, he wants you to trust him as your shepherd for this present moment and all the future ones and he wants you to start today.
1: Tied the quiet waters, and in the path of righteousness, and even through the valley of the shadow. Ask. On earth is all done and went. By thy grace alone, Lord, the victory is won. Thank you, Lord, even death.